Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Wars podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm Dave. And today we are uh, at the first part of our third... Uh, the first part of our first Beast Machines multi-parter. Ooh. This is... we. Today we are discovering Revelations Part 1, Discovery. Oh. Oh. And this is new. That's... Usually uh, this is our first multi-parter with uh, individual episode titles. Yeah. Oh. I think that's the first Transformers multi-parter with individual episode titles. Unless you count Dark Awakening as Return of Optimus Prime Part 1. Mm. I'm going to say no. Uh, yeah. I guess the... Um, the Ultimate Doom had episode titles that did not make it to air. Ah, hmm. okay. But I guess they were on the scripts. Okay, that almost counts. Yeah, but this That's one, like a right there on the screen. Yeah, also on the Ooh. screen, this episode was directed by popular singer James Taylor. He's seen fire and he's seen red. <laughs> Presumably it's not actually that James Taylor, but maybe he is going to Carolina in our minds. <laughs> And it was written by Bryn Chandler Reeves, who has a very impressive resume. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wrote a whole bunch of Gargoyles, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of Starcom. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was the story editor for, it looks like, 60 episodes of 80s My Little Pony. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. And uh, she wrote a whole bunch of uh, Batman the Animated Series, including uh, Heart of Steel, which I really liked. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Wow. Which and, has uh, that a... One uh... where th- which has lots of excellent, just general robot lore references in it. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so, and uh, Harley, oh, no, uh, also Sideshow, which was, I think, the one with uh, oh. Killer Croc, where he's teaming up with those Sideshow performers. Yeah, that's a great episode. Hmm. You know, I can see this, and this episode is, as we'll get into, a fairly character-relationship-driven kind of episode. So I can definitely see this this being a person who has a lot of that kind of experience and also G1 My Little Pony. <laughs> yes. As we're, as we're about to find out, friendship is, in fact, tragic. So, it's Beast Machine, so that means we're running. Yes, seriously, does does every episode start with running? Although this, at least, we have specific reason for running. The Vehicons have discovered the Maximal base, and so they are hightailing it out of there. Oops. Uh, Optimus, yeah, Optimus Primal is, uh, you know, he's doing better. He's back in charge, which, uh, you know, it would have been nice to see a little more Cheetor as leader, although not if he was going to be like he was in... Uh, Weak component. Yeah. yeah, if he's just going to be a douchebag about it, he can just bugger off. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're chasing through the uh, they're racing through the tunnels of uh, of Cybertron. They find a dead end. Everybody blames Night Screen because he was the one who was supposed to know about these tunnels. And, you know, and uh, is everything my fault? Yes. yes. Everything is your fault, Night Screen. You are the worst. Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes. I shouted yes at the screen when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did put in my notes, it was always your fault, Night Scream. 
Yes. But, you know, Primal is not going to back down this time. He is hes sick and tired of this. And so he, he takes one of Cheetor's swords, and he has one word for the Viacons. Chill! <laughs> yeah, nice dad joke, Optimist. <laughs> it's with the forever he had Gotham! <laughs> it's a dad joke. The Iceman cometh! He's dad joking. And remember, this is only two years away from uh, Batman and Robin. Oh, this is actually before. That may be a reference. Well, this is ninety. This is uh, October of ninety-nine. Batman and Robin was that ninety-seven or was that ninety-eight? No, oh. uh, no, I, no, that was ninety-seven. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say yeah, ninety-seven, mm. just because that would be the year after I was out of high school. Reference points. So yeah, he throws it into a uh, what is in fact a storage chamber for refreshing Mountain Dew. <laughs> Oh, are you mm-hmm. sure? Are you sure it wasn't Surge? Is the Surge gold? It... <gasps> That's a good oh. point. It is the late '90s. It could very oh, well yeah, have been Surge. Surge. This is prime oh. Surge era. I was drinking that almost every day in college. Actually, I was going to say this is a little <laughs> towards the end of Surge, so maybe this was like, you know, leftover backup unsold Surge. I could still get it. Also, version. I'm not sure we ever got Surge in Canada, so I don't know if they'd be aware of it at Mainframe. What? I don't remember it. That's sad. I know, I was uh, truly, uh, truly hard done by. Anyway, yeah. it's, it's actually coolant. Yeah. And uh, so it sweeps away these vehicons, but unfortunately also sweeps away Rat Trap, who once more has to be rescued. Yeah, because everybody <sighs> else jumps up to grab pipes to hang from the ceiling. Rat Trap doesn't have legs in robot mode, so he's... And he's the disabled character, as we've established. And he's, you know, oh, man, look at me. This bot is useless. But Black Ragney says, you know, don't underestimate it, Rat Trap. It's ugly, too. That was mean, but I laughed. Yeah. Damn it, B.A. That is acceptably acceptably within their relationship. Yes. Like, it's not we're useless and we're going to leave you behind, but Rat Trap, you are hideous. So, yeah, they, they avoid this flood of coolant, and they uh, they make it up to uh, the surface. As they're doing so, uh, Night Scream's being a real Iago here in regards to, uh, to Primal. He's, he's trying to, you know, twist uh, Cheetor's ear and suggesting that, you know, maybe Primal isn't cut out for leadership. Oh. Maybe you should lead. Oh. Yeah, I think Cheetor knows Primal a little better than you, Night Scream, so maybe you should just STFU. Well, and in, well, in fact, Cheetor says, we follow Optimus, period. Everybody take a drink. Uh, why? I mean, it's okay if he's saying it to Night Scream, though. That's true. Yeah. I'm, that yeah. kid sucks. <laughs> kind of. In fact, he literally sucks with his gross projectile dentures. Uh, I had almost forgotten those. And it's even more bizarre because his toy doesn't even do that. <laughs> Why would you put that in? Yeah, like, I don't know, maybe it was a proposed action feature in some early uh, version, but yeah, it's not great. It's no. super creepy. Instead, I believe his only action features were he he lit up, he fired discs, and he likes extra ketchup. Period. Extra ketchup? What? Man, remember those uh, Beast Machines toy commercials where the guys are, like, fighting each other with their action figures? No, 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 I don't. Yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll definitely post those on the Facebook page. But it was like a, like a Pokemon thing where like this kid was challenging the school bully to fight with their Beast Machines figures. 
Oh, uh, well, I guess Pokemon era. That's still weird, though. Well, we know that this is contemporary with Pokemon. Stay tuned in this episode. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, yeah, those will be on the Facebook page. Those commercials were terrible. Uh, yeah. They so, anyway, yeah, they get up to the surface, and there are just dead bodies everywhere. Oh, there's a mass Yay, grave. body horror. With blue streaks Mass right grave of prowls. What? No, it's a blue, blue uh, yeah. Stuff is yeah, getting blue grim. blue streak in there, possibly a smoke screen, and uh, a bunch of sound waves. Yeah. There's like I an orange thing or something, grim. I think. Although it's probably just a different that kind of looked like Sunstreaker, but I don't know if they had a Sunstreaker model. No, it might have just been just a yellow guy. Modified prowls. It is sort of curious whether these are models that they got, uh, you know, that they carried over from all the old Ark stuff. I think and so. They, they do look similar. They don't look as good, though. For some, Well, I guess maybe it's the textures. Just they put a different texture on it. They do still look as good. Yeah, I mean, Plus this also the, uh, the Ark was always re-texture. so dark. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the lighting's different. Yeah, so anyway, the, they, uh, they poke around these bodies, and they find that their sparks weren't extinguished. They were taken out. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. But that's actually good, because, I mean, this was hinted back in, um, oh, the one where they introduced the Viacon yeah. Generals. Generals, yeah. What's that one called? Uh, it's the third episode. It's... I don't remember no, the title remember either. I completely forgot. I just forgot. I always remember episode titles. That episode. Fires of the pa- Fires of the Past. Oh, yeah. Yeah, anyway, in that one, we see that Megatron has a whole bunch of sparks uh, tiling his bathroom floor. <laughs> yes. So presumably that, this is, you know, they're, he instead of killing everybody, he just took out all their sparks for reasons yet to be determined. Yeah. And he just kept them around. Like you do. <laughs> and so Black Ragni figures that, hey, maybe that's what happened to Silverbolt. That guy, I vaguely remember. So we get to see spider yes, tears. Well, Yes. Yeah, creepy black oily spider tears. Well, it's yeah, robot. What, what? I mean, I guess she's a robot, so that's like oil. Maybe. Luckily, she has really heavy eye makeup, so you can't really tell. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the uh, it's about this time when Jetstorm shows up. Uh, I believe he also calls uh, Black Arachnia baby cakes. Yeah. <laughs> which I found hilarious. <sighs> yeah, it's pretty good. So yeah, again, the Maximals, you know, they are going to fight this time. They are sick of running, and also Tankor is there, so they can't run away. <laughs> so there's a big fight. It's pretty cool. Yeah, well, there's uh, a spot where Black Arachnia shoots her web in robot mode almost from her crotch. It's just weird posing. I mean, I guess it's coming from that big spider butt of hers. Yeah, yeah but... You uh, know, her giant spider butt. It's, uh, it's it. It's it's a real badonka donk abdomen. <laughs> yes. Oh, and there's yes. a part where Black Arachnia says she might have to get a restraining order against Jetstorm. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you do on Cybertron. But I mean, he does keep calling her baby cake, so I don't know. That's yeah. yeah it's he's, ju- it's uh, just he's the, being kind of creepy. It's just interesting the things they picked up from Earth, and a restraining order is one of them, and. Black Arachnia read a lot in her time, and she's... Re- Wait, <laughs> I mean, they may just have restraining orders on Cybertron. You probably Maybe. have, you know, creepy dude robots. But, Believe me, if you have genders, you have restraining orders. Yeah, but they've forgotten so much from when they were on Earth in the past that Black Arachnia remembers so many things and remembers enough to make a restraining order joke. 
it's weird. I mean, they, they seem to remember most of what happened on Earth. They just don't seem to remember what exactly happened between them leaving Earth and getting you know, to Cybertron. Well, that, that yeah. seems to be the main thing they're missing, but it also seems like they're forgetting other things. Like, they couldn't remember Rhinox and Silverbolt at first. Right. Well, so they, they, they do seem to be improving, though. Swiss cheese memory. I mean, it seems to be a thing where once they find out about them, they then remember everything, since they, they seem to remember all about Rhinox and Silverbolt now. Okay, so yeah. Black Arachnia was remembering being sexually harassed and thus remembered restraining orders? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, she you remember was a these for a long time on a ship full of creeps. So probably yes. Yeah, I mean, maybe she and had fact, to research that, considering tarantulas. Yeah, in fact, she probably got one from Megatron because he's a judge. Yeah, <laughs> never had that wig. <laughs> That's a good okay. point. I mean, he wouldn't have had that wig if he wasn't a judge. That checks out. I love that wig. <laughs> the wig's the best. So yeah, uh, during this fight, uh, Thrust and uh, Black Rachne are fighting, but just as she's about to be shot by an aerodrone, he saves her. <gasps> what? What could this uh, mean? Well, unfortunately, it means that those uh, those shots hit a big tower, and then it falls on them. Oh, th- there's a shot before that where Primal's hanging on a building, the top of a building, and swats at an aerodrone like King Kong, which made me giggle. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> that was fun. And then as he sees this tower about to squoosh Black Rackney, we get a great big Gary Chalk. No! Yeah, which, I, which I enjoyed. Man, I miss those. And we get some weirdly disproportionate ground physics. Hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah. The Black Rackney and Thrust are buried, and the Max will soon realize that thanks to them smashing that coolant, uh, those coolant pipes, uh, this facility is now overheating. And so, and so soon it will explode. So oh, no, the green thing means the bad thing. Basically, Primal has ruined everything for the sake of making a dad joke. <laughs> yes. And, Good job. and yeah. in fact, Cheetor wonders, you know, what uh, what has he gotten them into? So, geez, he's thinking, boy, was was Night Scream right? Which is terrifying. <laughs> That's the worst. Because thing maybe to Night think. Scream is right. Oh. <gasps> no. It's, it's like those moments on Mad Men when you realize Pete Campbell is right. Um, if you say so. It's a good show. Okay. <laughs> so, Black Rackney wakes up and uh, sees the shadow of Silverbolt. <gasps> oh, feelings. Except it's being cast by Thrust, because he <gasps> saved her again. Which, oh, that's, that's not I would like to work. note... I would like to note that earlier there was a moment in this episode where she had some sort of Silverbolt moment, and it cut to Jetstorm. Yes, and he's, uh, is this where he's being an auctioneer? Yes! (laughs) So good. And then it's finally sold to the gentleman with the silver wings. Me. (laughs) Jetstorm is just so amused by himself, and I love it. He's the best. He's the best part of this entire show. He needs to be in, like, some new fiction. Yeah. He really should, like, uh... He would have been fun on Prime, although he's kind of knockout-ish enough that yeah. he would have been out of place in Prime. Yeah, yeah. He, he's kind of like Prime Starscream and Knockout's child there <laughs> yes. in design and personality. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, they're, uh, they they poke around this. Uh, she asks, you know, trust why he saved her. He just says, you know, it was my, it was my mistake. 
because <laughs> Thrust is so cool. Yeah. He is. He's being so super cool. It's I don't great. know. He's kind of you know laid back and soft spoken, which I enjoy in a villain because we don't get it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because then he immediately goes and saves her again, this time from like a monorail thing. <laughs> yeah. He just keeps keeps making that mistake, man. Also, she keeps having to be saved in this episode. Yeah. Well, she's distracted. She is distracted, but, but it, it's a little unfortunate. Yeah. This, this damsel is deeply distressed. Yeah. yeah. And this time, it's Thrust having the flashbacks. He kind of remembers Black Arachnia during the Beast Wars, and also he remembers having his spark extracted. Oh. So yeah, they're, they're, they're going through this factory, which is, I guess they're melting all these corpses down to make vehicons, which is gross. Ew, that is pretty messed up. It's recycling. It's not as creepy with robots. I mean, it's supposed to be upsetting, I think. You know, because Megatron is the bad guy. Yeah. But but if if you think about it in human terms, this is horrible, horrible atrocities and war crimes. But no, this is is like a Soylent Green factory. Yeah. Or it's just car parts. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Wasn't there some some something or other, some bit of fiction where I want to say it was some version of Prowl was horrified by a human junkyard? Oh, I think yeah. it might have been the early Marvel stuff. I think so, yes. That, yeah. that definitely sounds like a Bob Budiansky thing. Mm. Yeah. And he's just like horrified because it's just, you know, it, it's like It's all like a these... mass grave. Yeah, it's it's gross. It's messed up. So they uh, they 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 kind of team up here to get out of this uh, factory before I guess it explodes. Even though I don't think they realize it's going to explode. <laughs> eh, maybe and, they do. Anyway, they just, they get captured by what appears to be a giant video game boss. Yeah, <laughs> it's very video gamey. Yeah, you you have to shoot that glowing bit at the top of what seems to be its face. What what seems to be like an eye visor. That's its weak spot. Yes. It also you, kind you of reminds there me for of, massive damage. of like bad '80s monsters. Like, like sometimes you get movies with robots that are the, the main antagonist in a horror movie, but it barely moves. Like, like Chopping Mall or something. Yeah, this is a very kind of Chopping Mall or whatever that robot in Saturn Three is. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, that thing with deep an arm cuts, on its head. Deep cuts, man. <laughs> That's one. It's Kirk Douglas, right? And Farrah Fawcett and and Harvey Keitel and like Harvey Keitel's programmed this robot with his evil personality. Oh. (laughs) And because it's a movie from the seventies, it's kind of just a crummy puppet. Really. (laughs) And so this thing, I mean, it's you know, it's like an emplacement. So it it's it's supposed to have that you know you know limited range of motion, but it looks neat in that it it sort of harkens back to that. It's got that very sort of Cylon-y face. Yeah. So it captures both of them. It's trying to extract their sparks because it obviously doesn't recognize uh, th- uh, Thrust as a an ally. It's so the only job. Bla- and Thrust has to save Black Rackney, who again forgets that she has electric powers and can probably short this thing out. Yeah, but I'm distracted. And he does a selfless <laughs> act, like he shoots the arm of the one, the, the arm that's holding her, not the arm that's holding him. And he only, I guess, can use he one shot. He does it almost like he's hoping she won't notice, too. He's just, like, side-eyeing, and then he's just like, 
zap. Like, yeah. <laughs> did you think she wouldn't see? Yeah, and because he doesn't talk a and lot, he... there's a lot going through his head, but we just don't know what it is. Yeah. And I will say it's, it's great uh, character animation here because he is very expressive despite basically having a hockey puck with eyes for a head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. It's a good job. So yeah, luckily, Black Ragnia does remember uh, that she ha- that she can transform and become invisible to it. So she does shut it down, but not before. Actually, it- she oh. doesn't. She transforms. It seems, I guess, as an emotional reaction or something, and then she seems surprised. She says something. She's like, "Oh, it can't see me in my beast form." I, yeah, I think it's like, oh, right, it can't, because I guess I forgot this. Because And also, her, we get sort of close-ups of her emotional transformation here. It's very Cronenbergian. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's she's creepy looking. And we get a lot of shots of her surprised multiple eyes going <laughs> wide in this episode, too. Which... I, yes. I like that gimmick, but it is a bit overused. Oh, there's, there's also a lot of close-ups of Cheetor's head later in the episode. And it's always like the same shot, like he's in the right side of the screen, and it's an extreme close-up, and he's reacting. It's like they're shots that were filmed later is a weird way, but that's what it feels like. Yeah, we had, we had to do some reshoots later. Cheetor got a haircut. Yeah. Like we, just, we, just, <laughs> we just filmed in front of a green screen, and, and all you get is head and shoulders. Yeah. So yeah, she so she does manage to shut down this machine, uh, and she's figured it out. Thrust is Silverbolt. <gasps> I can can we can we spoil a little here? Uh, Since well, I think uh, everybody knows this. We can Doesn't spoil we I... that it's wrong. Yeah, but let's leave it at that. I, that's what I want to say is that this is like my just the whole thing is like my favorite red herring ever. Yes, like especially given the resolution. Given given what turns out to be the case, just yeah, this is actually this is really clever. I I, I like this. It's the best yeah, red on, herring. On one I'm hand, it's completely creepy, but on the other true. side, it's hilarious. Yeah. Yes. Because it works. Because like, oh, he's the cool one who doesn't talk much. Yeah, that's Silverbolt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They say, oh, I'll cut in that bit. I love that they've already offered foreshadowing that it's not him. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, because I guess when you, whenever you see those flashbacks about Black Reckoning, she doesn't look happy. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, there's that, and also. But I'm cutting this. She's so out. sure, and it's wrong. <laughs> we'll get I mean, to that we might later. be able to spoil this. It... Yeah. So. Meanwhile, topside, the Maximals are fighting the Viacons. Um, at one point, Jetstorm notes that he has, uh, let's see, you know, he's got all of the Maximals in one place. Well, 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 all he needs is a spider, and I've got the whole set. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> I, I would like to note that someone who was a young adult when this aired, even at the time that was worthy of eye-rolling, Yep. I guess the problem at that point was that Pokemon was still in that, like, huge fad stage, and it wasn't at the, like, you know, cultural, whatever, you know, solid thing. Whatever it, wasn't it is. Wait, I mean, this is Beast yet. Machines Go, and you're going around your neighborhood trying to find Silverbolt? 
Yes, it, it would be like, I don't know, like a, I don't know what the kids are into these days. What are the kids into? It'd be like a yokai watch reference and something. Oh, yes. It's just sort of like, oh, they're trying so hard. It would be, it would be like unre- unreasonably hip, like, I don't know, dad texts or something. <laughs> at, at the time, Pokemon wasn't culturally entrenched enough for that to feel like anything but look how cool we're being oh now i want Unter- undertale yeah. reference in the new cartoon yes yeah, it would be surprisingly just, timeless yeah. it would be just like an undertale reference who, who would have thought that, or uh, i don't know like a reference to chewbacca mom or something <laughs> well that's a little out of the purview Oh god, a character he is in Comic Sans in a Transformers show. <laughs> yeah, who who would have thought that as we watch this episode, nearly 20 years later, uh, the whole world would still be uh, Pokemon crazy, especially uh, this week. Even yes. more Pokemon crazy. So, yeah, I've, I've fallen it? victim. Uh, I'm trying not to fall victim, but I will probably fail. <laughs> but you will probably fall victim. I just don't have that good a data plan. And also, I'm in Canada. You can't get it in Canada yet. Aww. Uh, that's weird. Yeah. But then you can't get it in the UK yet. I'm similarly distant from city centers that, yeah, I'm probably suffering the same Canada problem. I mean, oh. No, I mean, I, literally, you can't download it in Canada. It's not available I'm, in the uh, Canadian iTunes store. I'm, I'm finding oh. that all my uh, all my local Pokestops are actually places that used to be of artistic interest but have now been torn down and replaced with luxury apartments because my oh. neighborhood is in the midst of heavy gentrification. Mm. Yay, Yay, gentrification. <laughs> Tankor getting sleepy. Tankor need that. It was really neat how they slowed down the sort of Viacon background music as he was getting drained by uh, Night Scream's dentures there. Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah. right. That's a denture scene. Oh. Uh, and al- the and also, uh, Tankor at one point mistakenly calls Night Scream Bird Bot. Yeah. Yes. Which he's very indignant about. <laughs> yes. He's very upset by that. And I have to say, nice about Night Scream, the hello, I'm a bat delivery did make me laugh. He's just so indignant about it. Yes. Oh, this would be so much better if that was Air Razor. It would be so much better if Night Scream was better. I mean, his voice well, actor is good. Yeah. I will, I will yeah, say that. Yeah. His That's voice actor. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can never complain about the voice so... actors. It's just the writing. <laughs> the material yeah, they're I, given you know, I'm to sure the, I'm sure the voice direction was, no, make it more petulant. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need to watch Terminator 2 again? Yeah. I, I, I just want to say that I, yeah. I looked up Edward Furlong on Wikipedia uh, to see how he looked lately, and he looks like that skeezy guy who your younger sister brought home for Thanksgiving, who you hope is not going to be there for Christmas, but you worry will probably have knocked her up by then. Oh, God. Oh, oh, come on, Jen. Don't, don't skeeze shame. <laughs> Hey, oh, I'm, I'm I'm just saying, oh god, because I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm originally from Alabama. I I speak only of my own people here. <laughs> I recognize these things from experience. I'm an Ohio lifer, and that's still relevant. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of atrocities, yeah, they, they I thought it escaped for a few months in Illinois, but no. <laughs> 
Speaking of atrocities. Speaking of atrocities, yeah. this episode. Yeah. Wait, who is it that says atrocities? Bad. Okay. It was oh, no, it's not as bad as the last episode. Yeah. Was it Prime? See, the Maximals have dealt with the Viacons, and now they're going to get Black Arachnia. Uh, but Night Scream is still, hey, Cheetor, you should take over as leader. <sighs> he's, like, he's like a passive-aggressive Starscream. He is. Mm-hmm. He's not, I declare myself the new leader. He's, I declare you the new leader. <laughs> well, he yeah, needs well, to stop it. Oh, wow. Oh, term here is still horrible. Wow, Why has wait. he got such a hard-on for cheat? Oh, because he's still thirsty. That that actually <laughs> reminds me of something that, yeah. like, a character other people hate in another show, Thunderblast from Cybertron. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, she's uh, she's a pain. chosen to forget that she existed. Yeah, she was always sucking up to whoever was in charge of the Decepticons, being the number two. Yeah. No matter she's who still kind of better than Night Scream. Oh, yeah. Well, she's also, and there are more characters on Cybertron, so she's on less of it. Yeah. Yes. I really do like the... She's on less of it, and she's less horrible than Night Scream. Yeah. Our sh- because much like she's Cybertron. more of a diversity point. Yeah, she is super <laughs> thirsty, though. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She is very thirsty. Well, actually, she's a boat. I'd actually like it if they oh. get a character like her again, because I like the concept <laughs> of a second-in-command who, no matter who's the leader, wants to be second-in-command. I don't want to be the person everyone's shooting at. I want to be next to them. Yes. <laughs> well, I guess that's Scorponok huh. uh, from uh, Beast Wars. Yeah, but... Who's very oh, yeah, insistent about being second-in-command. competent. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't want to have to give the orders, but he wants to be the one enforcing them. Yeah. Yes. Could work something like that. Maybe in another series. So anyway. And again, it seems that Night Scream is right, because Primal sees all these bodies and has like a depression freakout about how he failed everybody. Yeah, it's yeah like, he, he's he not did. good. Poor guy. It's sort of true, but it's sort of not true. Plus, you already had this freakout at the beginning of the series, Primal. Like, now, they, just course, because you're seeing all... Blue Streak's body upside down with a weirdly colored insignia, I mean, I guess that brings it back to the front, but... Yeah. Have a freak out some other time, boss. Also, he says they're all Maximals, and no, they're clearly Autobots. Yeah, they ha- clearly have Autobot insignias. <laughs> also, what happened to all the Predacons? That's a good question. That is a good question. Well, unless well, they I were mean, all on satellites and things, they may have been off-planet. I think next episode is going to be our only mention of Predacons in this series. Huh. I mean, Weird. obviously Primal's having tunnel vision to some degree, because those obviously also aren't Maximals. <laughs> They're yeah. Autobots. Yes. So he's he's having issues of some sort or another. Mm-hmm. And I it's also the time that they do find Black Arachnia. Just in time to scare off Thrust. Aww. Because he's just about to remember what's going on. Yes. <laughs> he's yes. just about to remember who he really is. So yeah, Primal is having and this freak out, and Cheetor, seeing that this place is about to explode, tells Primal, I'm in charge, we're leaving. Yeah. Aww. Go, go, Cheetor. And and yeah, so they run away. We get a uh, get a nice uh, dream wave uh, running from an explosion shot. <laughs> yes. Although oh, everybody is wearing weird. a shirt. Well, actually, nobody's wearing a shirt. <laughs> the people who made this got paid. That's oh, paid. that's yes. true. <laughs> yeah, Bryn Chandler Reeves didn't just uh, buy a Porsche. <laughs> 
So yeah, Cheetor is now in charge, and Black Rachnia tells them that, you know, before they blew it, which, again, Black Rachnia, they didn't know any of this. You have to tell people things. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen this much poor communication since uh, the last episode of Frasier I watched. <laughs> well, that's at least yeah, pretty entertaining. Yeah, so she tells them, you know, thrust was a maximal. And then they realize that, hey, Jetstorm and Tankor are probably also maximals. And one of those statements is true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so then they be- decide that means we need to save everyone. Yep. Yeah, which Yay. is kind of insidious for Megatron that, that there are other maximal sparks. But at the same time, you could use anybody's spark Megatron and they probably won't kill people or whatever. Well, yeah, hopefully but you that I mean, realization later. Yeah. I mean, it, it is a very Megatron move, though. Yes. Yeah, it it has that sort of irony that he's so fond of. You know, actual irony, oh, unlike G1 irony. Megatron. Yes. <laughs> or, uh, or Alanis Morissette. Yes, exactly. Truly, when your friends destroy you, Maximals, it will be like rain on your wedding day. Yes. <laughs> it is a free ride when you have already paid. Oh. Uh. Anyway, Cheetor's commander now pri- because Primal is a bad leader. Well, Primal's having a breakdown. I think yeah, he... that's something that that is the show needs to be regarded in the context of a little more is the the amount of psychological terribleness that these characters are going through. Yeah. It also needs to do more to make that explicit. Yes, that too. Yeah. Because, of course, uh, Night Scream is having some uh, problems as well, because I guess he was the one who, you know, knew, well, you know, he's the one who was on Cybertron when this all happened, so we see that this, the, all these bodies getting destroyed is very troubling for him as well. Yeah, he he pictures someone particular who's not recognizable, but my headcanon is that's his mom. <laughs> it wasn't Red Soundwave. <laughs> Do we know that his mom was Red Soundwave? That could have been his dad. Yeah, that's a good point. We just know that he knew, I think, Red Soundwave somehow. Yeah. He was friends with Red Soundwave. For the first time in... free ride when you've already paid. (laughs) (laughs) For the first time in a long time, we get next time on Beast Machines. Yeah, we we didn't get any next time on Beast Wars for like the last couple seasons of Beast Wars, so yeah. We see we're going to be delving into the mind of Tankor. We're going to see that Rat Trap doesn't remember any of this. <laughs> yeah. Which, Poor guy. And we're going to see Black Arachnia hor- suffer horribly. And also that Trust is going to have to extract Black Arachnia's spark. Yes. Megatron is going to no. demand that he do it because it, he's it's, a jerk. It, it's a classic bad guy test, you know. If you're so evil, eat this puppy. <laughs> uh, more delicious irony. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And so, so will we, we will be experiencing more of these revelations next week as we descend into Revelations Part 2, Descent. But until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on uh, Twitter at, at @stasispod. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash stasispod. And you can, uh, that's also where you can find uh, some Beast Machines commercials that we're going to put up. They are hilarious. Yes. And hey. we're on Tumblr at stasispod.tumblr.com. And you can also find our RSS feed on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help us with our hosting fees. Uh, That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. 
And you can also find us on iTunes and on Google Play, uh, whichever, however you get us. We would like it if you would rate and review us. And if you want to tell us about... review us, not the episodes that we've been reviewed. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is an important distinction. Oh, I like this episode, okay. Well, I'll talk about the ones to come, not, not the most recent ones. Yes, and if, what about if you want to uh, you know, drop us a line, then uh, write into the Maxa mailbag at stasispodcast at gmail.com, and we'll, uh, we'll read your letter on air. Tell us your headcanons. Yes. Okay, so until next week, when we go through more revelations, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm Dave. most of this three-parter, but uh, I enjoyed this first episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all I really remember is